Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. You know, my life always gets happier when Dr. Marcus Bachman comes into the studio. And today is my lucky day because he is here (laughs) and I'm excited to have him. And I know you will enjoy the hour because we're going to talk about some stress and anxiety issues because I think we all have them. And how we navigate our way through them is going to determine how well we survive these days of stress and anxiety. And I think we are all wanting to say, how do we take it to the Lord? How do we uh, put some issues behind us? How do we uh, learn how to be nice to ourselves? All these kinds of things. And he is the founder and president of CounselingCare.us. You can can always go to CounselingCare.us and learn about his amazing ministry. I know that in this day and age, uh, trying to get an appointment with a counselor is one of the hardest things to do. And I know you're your your ministry your counseling us is a very busy place in the last year it has exploded beyond measure and we're thankful that we can uh we try to get people in as soon as we can but yep. sometimes it is a couple weeks yeah so i know that we everyone has got new stress in their life they've got new fears anxieties and, you know and for the most part they're many are real some are manufactured right uh, some we just project in our minds and we run wild. I don't know. Does that sound like a lot of people or is that just me? <laughs> well, Bill, let's talk about okay, you. Yeah. Yes, let's start the show off that way. Why don't let's we? Let's see. Yeah. You know, the truth is if you watch the news too much, you're going to get a boatload of anxiety. Okay. So we need to be careful about not um, bringing into our minds too much negativity because the news is filled with it. And let's face it, COVID, and I'm sure people are sick and tired of talking about COVID. They're they're tired of it. There's fatigue. There's fatigue. There's and, fatigue. and yet the truth is, you know, um, and I, don't, I certainly don't want to cause any controversy on the radio program here, but, you know, um, whatever side of the fence you are about the masks and so forth and vaccines, um, that in and of itself is stress-producing. Very it's, much so. It's an anxiety-producing world. So you're sending your children where they have to have, you know, masks to cover their faces. Um, that's a tough thing. Yeah. Uh, not just for those that have some asthma issues or, you know, it's I, I've had to write a few uh, letters to uh, school systems saying this child, because of anxiety, um, you really should not be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And I know that in and of itself is is controversial, but um, I'm on behalf of my client um, doing the best. Yep. And uh, it's really important for uh, us to understand how yeah. that can affect our children. Yeah. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. If you have a, a question uh, about anxiety or stress that you're dealing with, and maybe it's relational, you are so welcome, just so you know. To send your question over, and I will ask it anonymously. I will not bring up your name, not that I'll know your name anyway, but send the question to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. So, Marcus, 
how do we go about canceling the lies that might be wrecking our lives? Well, first of all, that is important for us to realize. We have lies. Yes. I mean, we have to define the problem for anyone who's becoming anxious or stressed out. Um, what are they telling themselves? Uh, if we are, most of the time, people don't recognize how clearly the messages that they are doing with their self-talk. Mm-hmm. It, and it ends up often to be self-depreciatory, uh, where they think of themselves as, why can't I handle stress? Why am I overwhelmed? Um, I don't have the faith that I had before. They, they start to, it becomes a layered effect uh, where people uh, don't always see how deep they are until they wake up one day and they just don't like who they are, where they are, and uh even in the morning, they start off that way. So I think they have to realize, you know, I mean, I'm making this very simplistic. I have a problem. And the problem is I'm overwhelmed. I'm I'm stretched beyond my belief of um, how I can handle or I'm not handling stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's 160,000 people a year in the United States that are hospitalized because of stress, wow. anxiety. That's a staggering number. It. of the American population are affected by stress, have some kind of impairment physically, emotionally, uh, spiritually uh, in line with anxiety. So it is huge. It's and it covers I have I have I have really seen statistically and among uh, counseling clinics across the United States that it has moved from adults, including now children like it has never, we have mm-hmm. never seen that happen yeah. as strong as it is today. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. Marcus, how do you break free from what feels like an endless cycle of destructive thinking? Well, besides understanding that, A, it's happening to us, um, I think we we have a number of different treatment approaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm certainly not here to say that um, going to a counselor is your one and only way, but we do need to find someone. Sure is a good idea. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. You know, and by the way, that's that's one of the best news uh, items of of the day is 70 to 90 percent of people who get treated for anxiety, depression, find significant symptom impairment Reduced. Nice. Nice. And, In other but, words, it works. But the truth of the matter is <laughs> only about 36% of those that are affected by stress, anxiety, get get help. Yeah. So if they do go in, if they do talk to someone, if they do understand what is the source. And Bill, what an important thing for us to know. What, what What's causing this? Uh, where is it coming from? Uh, am I defective in not being able to handle it? Is there a chemistry, a biological reason? We need to get to the source of what's causing. Um, often as counselors, we undo the onion mm-hmm. and find out, oh, wait a minute. There's some areas of one's life that has have never really been healed. Uh, it could be trauma. It could be the, the fact that, you know, your last, uh, the guys talk, talked about, uh, what did your father yeah. uh, message give you? Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. If if we have a uh, insecurity that we're really not measuring up, that we really aren't um, what God has intended us to be, there's a lot of shame and guilt. And, and you and I know 
that the enemy loves this territory. It's like, oh, let me just feed the person some lies here. Let them let me give them some self-doubt. Let them let, let me have them question if there really is a God in the midst of all of this. And so there's a there's an unpeeling of the onion to find out what the cause is, and that's a courageous thing to do. But what a intelligent and wise approach toward treating the symptoms of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest, and I know you might have a question about stress or anxiety, and you can certainly ask it, and I will ask on your behalf, 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. Um, when you... You know, I had a crown put in this week, and I decided not to do it myself. <laughs> I, I went on the internet and looked at the do-it-yourself thing, and I thought, you know, I could touch a nerve with the drill. And I'd have you're, to go to- you're such a guy, always wanting to fix your own problems, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I literally, after evaluating, decided I should go to a real dentist, which I did. And there is something about the wisdom of being in the hands of a professional. Yeah. I'm just trying to say when someone sits down with you and you uh, masterfully open up parts of their thought process, which yeah. is maybe locked down a little bit, mm-hmm. and they're going to all of a sudden find themselves going to a place that they need to go. Well, you know, the, the battle is often um, often won by the fact of just making the decision, A, I need some help. I'm going to ask somebody who has uh, some wisdom mm-hmm. that they can give me some insight. And that, you know, that just says you have a teachable spirit. Yeah. That does take humility, um, even going to the, the dentist if you thought you were going to do it yourself. And the truth of the matter is, once you open up, once you start asking questions to that client, uh, there's there's a tremendous change that can happen in that person starting to feel the load is lighter. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I haven't kept this a secret. Because remember... The enemy loves to keep things in darkness. Oh, he specializes in that. He does. Yeah. He does. And he and, and and he gives us kind of a sense of, well, you uh, you you really really shouldn't talk to anybody about this because a it's not going to help. Uh, right. You're a bad person. Uh, you know, uh, you can handle this yourself. Yeah. And uh, yes, I appreciate the uh, dentist story. I won't ask you how you felt, but you know the truth. Oh, dentistry is pain free right now. Hey, it is hey. pain free. I'm gonna have my dentist on the show. <laughs> I asked him. I asked him if he wanted to come on. He said, "Yeah." Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Because yeah, there's there's no more pain in dentistry. <laughs> so anyway, I, I got some it. great questions coming in. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. You can learn more about him at counselingcare.us. Counselingcare.us. And you want to send me a question? I will ask him on your behalf. I will keep you anonymous if you so choose. Eight seven seven nine three three twenty four eighty four. Be right back. Pain free. I love it.
studio. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He is the president and founder of CounselingCare.us, an amazing ministry helping people with emotional, relational, and chemical problems as well. Your your office does it all. We do. We yeah. have uh, both a psychiatrist, a nurse pra- practitioner, and about 30 uh, Christian counselors. Sweet. Sweet. Here's a question, Marcus. My boyfriend has anxiety and, and depression. He's not a believer and does not want to get help either because he was put on antidepressant meds and anti-anxiety meds in college. And he became addicted to them. So how can I still be supporting him? And are there more specific ways I can be praying for him? Well, what a sweet person who is that caring and concerned about someone else uh, that has a, um, a commitment to someone in that way. I'm I'm concerned about one of the the statements within that says he does not want to get help. Um, well, if a person you know in our country that does not want to get help, they won't get help, and mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, that becomes very limiting. However, um, and I'll just speak forth just a little bit about the um, addiction to antidepressants and anxiety, uh, uh, anti-anxiety uh, medication. The truth is, um, I I would say that's extremely rare that that would happen. And uh, a person can uh, make a change with medication. Uh, there are so much uh, choices uh, available that uh, does not create an addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to give a plug for that. Um, but she is, um, you know, I think she has to really evaluate. Um, wait a minute. If this man that may become um, a future relationship or marriage um, and he doesn't want to get help, I think that that needs to have some some counsel um, in and of itself, whether they go to a professional or not. They uh, they need to talk about their relationship and their future, mm-hmm. that relationship. Uh, and then I think uh, specifically, um, God grants uh, wisdom as we ask. God gives us to the believer and the non-believer a message of hope. And I just think that there is there are reasons why people don't come to know Christ. And so that, to me, is a much deeper issue here uh, that is really need to be um, researched. And I think God will, as she prays and asks him to get uh, to receive wisdom on how can I best reach this man who's saying he doesn't want help. Hmm. I think there's a lot to unpack there, and I think that uh, it's a great prayer request that says, uh, God, I need answers that in the natural realm here, this doesn't look very good. Uh, yet God is a God of hope, and if this is destined to be a relationship that will go on, I think that God will give her some insight and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Here's another question. It's just much like this last question, Marcus. I love God. I love Faith Radio. I love series like The Chosen. My wife absolutely does not. <laughs> she has anxiety about church to the point where she no longer goes and is upset that I do. She was burned by a church in the past uh, where they excommunicated us when we called them out on some unbiblical teachings. All anyone ever recommends is prayer. Do you have anything else to try? She refuses to go to counseling with me or without me. Well, I think uh, that sounds like a boatload of unforgiveness and probably resentment and uh, probably for a real reason that happened that 
caused a lot of damage and hurt. I would never minimize someone's um, experience in a in a situation with the church, but I also will say that you know. Um, uh, people are human, and they make mistakes, including within the church setting. Uh, so I would just say, um, uh, dig around with this whole area of unforgiveness, because unforgiveness is ugly. It yeah. can really put a stake in the ground. It makes us um, insulated from truth, and it causes even a resentment then towards your partner of, why are you going to church? And I don't, I don't like this uh, spiritual aspect that you have in your life. You have to be really careful about uh, making sure in this case that um, that doesn't impair you from being fed spiritually, that doesn't impair you from going to church, reading God's Word. And um, sure, you know, we can do it in a careful way with our spouse so that it may not be as upsetting. But the truth is, um, that's a house divided Mm -hmm. and uh, really needs probably, um, and I know she's refusing to get counsel, but maybe there is another way. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading a book together, um, maybe there's a a friend that will intercede and and talk or a relative. I, I, I just would never give up on the creativity that God that. has in answering prayer, because again, God is a uh, His message to us is of hope, even in the most difficult situations, and we should never ever give up. Um, yeah, He says, uh, other than prayer, well, ask God to give ideas, practical, spiritual, insightful. He will give ideas. You've been saying that for as long as I've known you, and I really <laughs> believe that to be true. And I love that that's one of the things you regularly say, because God is a God of creativity. And you can't put him in a box saying, if you're going to answer this prayer, this is right. how it's going to look. That's right. Because he doesn't work that way. No. And I and I think, you know, um, if you just look around, uh, the creativity in, in the creation is so obvious to our eyes. The creativity and how he's made people with different personalities and how each one of us looks differently. I mean, we just start on looking at, wow, what a God Mm. that he has made us. He understands us and he will give us. Therefore, he's not leaving us alone. Mm -hmm. He's never uh, given us a message of, um, I've forgotten, you're forsaken. No, he's given us a message that he is unconditionally crazy in love with us. I probably shouldn't use the word crazy, but you know, here I, I am. A I get it. But you get I, it. Okay. I get it. Yeah, I get the message. <laughs> he really, really loves us. He really yeah, does. Yeah. Okay. But you know, Bill, if we don't get that, uh, we we really do live uh, in just uh, in in just part of mm-hmm. the fulfillment of what God has for yeah. us. Before I ask this next question, uh, Marcus, I am just going to say uh, humans are complicated. Yes. Right. Very, very difficult. Humans are complicated. So here's the question. How do you help someone that is bipolar that refuses to admit they are even though they've been diagnosed and they're absolutely ripping their family apart and they're blaming everybody else for their problems? How can you get a hold of a person like that and get them help? People don't get help uh, typically unless, and they may never. I mean, we need to face that Possibility, not that we want to stay uh, with that in mind, uh, but the truth of the matter is, 
Uh, unless the person hurts enough, unless the person is suffering enough, which I think, as C.S. Lewis said, pain is God's megaphone. Yeah, He speaks to us through pain. And if we, and again, I don't know the story enough, but if this person or the family is rescuing someone who has bipolar disorder, uh, then they need to be really mindful that there are some natural consequences uh, you're not going to be invited to certain events if you're going to be acting up because the rest of us shouldn't be having to focus on the problem person at every holiday, for instance. Mm-hmm. There has to be some consequences. You know, uh, I'm not just going to be paying for your lifestyle uh, if you're not going to take responsibility and uh, find a job and start working, um, there are a lot of natural consequences that may bring that person, this is going to sound mean, but here it goes, uh, to a, a stronger, deeper place of suffering. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, there is a higher probability, no guarantee, that that person will uh, receive some help. Mm-hmm. They They may have to go to a a place of, and this is where it gets scary for a lot of caregivers. They may have to become homeless. That is scary. Yes, it is. Uh, I hate hearing that. It's it's tough love. Uh, It is. Mixed with, uh, I I should say, laced with grace. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's still love. Yeah. Curious, Marcus, from the time a problem gets identified in a relation, relationship, usually how long is it before that problem gets brought to your counseling office? I'm guessing years. <laughs> well, 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 I'll say that in a backwards way. Um, if the person themselves realizes and have a light bulb come on that they have a problem, uh, just not because someone brings it up, not because a mate says something, because that can just become... Uh, almost babbling mm-hmm. to that person. And yes, it can take years. Actually, you know, as the uh, whole area of addiction is, there's so many times where a person even is brought to a treatment center. Well, if they don't have an attitude of, I'm open, I'm teachable, I need help, um, even the best of treatment centers yeah. don't work very so, well. So true. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest, and he is the founder and president of CounselingCare.us. You can go see his good-looking picture there and his amazing staff. <laughs> Don't laugh, Marcus. It's a good-looking picture. And if you have a question for him, please let me know what it is. You can send it over via the text line to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. If you've got a problem or an issue with a relationship or a stress issue or an anxiety issue, and you would love some loving, kind, gentle, truthful counseling, I'll leave your name out of it. But I'll ask the question on your behalf. Right back. It's 
just jumped into your car and you're wondering what's for dinner, I would say for sure have vegetables, you know. For sure, right, Marcus? You know, that's, very important that's actually, we haven't touched on this one, but the truth is what one eats has an effect on how to combat stress yeah. and anxiety. Interesting. So Say more. Vegetables would be an excellent choice. Exercise, exercise, getting outside. I know what Minnesota weather's like, but having some fresh air, even if it's just for a few moments, walking is a terrific approach toward reducing someone's stress level. Mm-hmm. You got to get out of out of the house and you got to get some movement. Whatever movement that is for a person, uh, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to really say, how much time have I spent today with some movement? Yeah, great, great point. Um, pretty basic stuff, but pretty important. It is basic. And you I know. think sometimes, Bill... You know, it's 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 often we hear hear this. It's like, okay, you need to you know Im- improve or increase your prayer life or have your quiet time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Or you need to you need to do some some movement here. Right. The truth of the matter is, yeah, pay attention to that, and yeah. we have a responsibility to ask ourselves, how are we really doing in this department? Yeah, I mean, if you want to be really simplistic, you can start any conversation with. Uh, are you getting any exercise? How's your diet and how's your sleep? Yes. And if all three are a disaster, oh. I can almost guarantee you've got some stress and anxiety in your life. I, I, I just want to say one thing about sleep. I have worked with people on sleep hygiene and the value and the importance of sleep. And I can tell you that for someone who comes into my office and has neglected sleep because, you know, they have too much to do in their life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they can't and then they get frustrated because they can't get it all done or they're not being able to pay attention because they're too stressed out. Once we see sleep hygiene, sleep regiment and someone who gets at close to eight hours. Yeah. What a turnaround. And they're able to get more done. It's at the foundation of good health. Yes. Yeah. And you have yes. to take it seriously. Yep. Yeah. Unless their plate is too full and they feel anxious about not getting all what they think they need to get done. That's an evaluation on uh, why do you have so much on your plate? Are you that important? Mm-hmm. What about what about a lifestyle that says I need to have rest I need to have, uh, and not not binge, which a lot of stressed out people are doing now during these last couple of years, is they're watching TV, you know, binging on TV. Yeah, right. Well, that may sound like it's kind of restful, but no. it's bringing in quite a message to that person's head that just only produces, creates more stress for them. Mm-hmm. So I know I jumped from from sleeping because no, I that's have good. ADD I, and here we no, go. No, I, so. I know you're a little ADD, but <laughs> the, the sleep I think is such a, a critical component. And I know yes. you, you talked about sleep hygiene, which is an interesting way of putting it, but I think it. You're talking about the the habits and rituals uh, that that lead up to sleep, right? Yes. Yeah. And including uh, turning your cell phone off, putting it in another room, so you don't check it that, or you don't hear it. Who's going to do that? I mean, I I do. I, I, do you? Good for you. Oh yeah. Oh, good for you. I I don't want to hear it. I don't want to have the habit of picking it up. I want. I listen. I'm as sinful as everybody else in this world. 
But I don't want to start my day checking my phone. I want to start my day by reading God's Word Amen. and meditating on that. Thank you for that. saying that and reminding us yeah. all that is the order in which we do our day. Yeah. Marcus, but do you, do you have a landline at your house? Uh, no longer. Okay, so you've done away with that. So if you get a middle-of-the-night call, you, can you hear your phone? Uh, In the other yeah, room? I can hear my phone from the other room if I if I'm not snoring too loud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I appreciate. Are that. we thinking about emergencies? Well, yeah, and yeah, that I whole mean, thing. So people might say, "Well, I need to have my phone by my nightstand um, just for emergencies." Yeah. What do you, What did they do before landlines? They well, they had a the phone was in the other room. And then you heard it, and you got up and went and answered it. Oh, yeah. And two rings was for your line and three rings for the, for the neighbor. I remember that growing up on the farm. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. I, I think there's too much emphasis thinking you have to have the phone by your bed because of emergencies. Yeah, yeah. I think there's... Um, <laughs> that's that's overrated. Yeah, do you remember, do you remember you. a sibling getting on the phone and going, get off the phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember telling my neighbor... Uh, Norbert, you, oh, I revealed his name. That's right. Norbert, I'm talking to my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't want your heavy breathing because I know you're on the phone listening. That's creating my anxiety, buddy. Yeah, that's a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of the progression. You have some uh, anxiety, and can that can that evolve into depression, insecurity? Where does this go? What's the end game to, to stress and anxiety? Well, yeah, I mean, they can be separate, but often anxiety does lead to depression because, you know, the fact is anxiety is a sense of feeling overwhelmed and impaired with I can't accomplish the daily tasks and I'm obsessing over it. And, you know, let's face it, if you if you if you blend that up long enough, it's downright depressing. It's downright a sad way of living. So, uh, yes, it can certainly evolve in that. And insecurity is kind of the backdrop of, of, of some of that, uh, misbeliefs, um, uh, you know, white, black thinking, uh, an overabundance of, of responsibilities, um, uh, messages that the enemy gives us. So boy, I could go on for pages here, actually. I like that. It's very helpful. (laughs) Just so you know, Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He is the president and founder of CounselingCare.us. If you have a question, we'd love to hear it. You can just text it over to me at 877-933-2484. I'll keep you, of course, confidential or anonymous, whatever you like, but you will uh, uh, just send it over. We'd love to get your question. I just got a nice comment about the phone. We have our phones in our room, but they're not next to the bed. They are by the door on a dresser. So if they ring, we do get them, but we can't get them from bed. So there's a nice compromise. Uh, yeah, that is a compromise. I like that very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet there are other um, listeners that will give us, could give us, uh, how do they handle stress? What are stress relievers? What's um, anti-anxiety techniques that they use? I'm sure that uh, your your audience could uh, fill us in with a few few thoughts on that oh, also. Oh, I know they could. Anti-anxiety Strategies? Techniques, a, techniques? Strategies? Strategies? Yes. Yeah. Um, things you do to help uh, combat anxiety. If you feel a wall of anxiety coming your way, what do you do? You can text that over to me at 877-933-2484, and Marcus and I will kick that around. We'll, we'd love to hear from you. What you do to combat your own 
anxiety. Bill, I don't know if you've ever thought about this for those of us that are in the field of counseling, but, you know, we have hour upon hour, uh, oftentimes, sometimes eight to ten hours eight to 10 clients a day that, you know, they're pouring their hearts out. They are giving to us their story uh, that is pretty intense. I don't know very many counselors that handle, have to handle very simple, almost, uh, you know, uh, skip through the woods kind of problems. They are, they are pretty um, deep. And I think that counselors have to have the ability to first of all, they have to regulate their life and have enough. They better get their eight hours of sleep because if I'm I'm coming in with three hours, <laughs> it's not a good idea to fall asleep during the session. No, uh, you know the truth is we have to we have to recognize what is ours. Um, and I sincerely give my clients, and this is the way therapists I think will do it to survive well. They will sincerely be present and give what they need to during that session. But when the session's over, they need to release it. They, and that's why often we can end with prayer and we have given it to the Lord. And I'm not saying that um, we don't have some left over, but we need to be ready for the next session. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, Bill, that kind of defines how we handle stress in our lives. Amen. Are are we going yeah. to release? Are we going to say, this is not mine that I have to take care of? This is not mine that I have to um, carry in a way that is going to be feeling overwhelming. I need, even if it's our children, if it's our spouse, we need, and that's not an easy thing to do, but mm-hmm. we need to learn to turn it over so that we're ready for the next what God has in store for us. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a busy, courageous life that you, you you and your team lead because it's like you have to reset the table for each yes. new family coming in yeah. to hear what is on their plate. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and when we know that that is what God has called us to, then we need to be obedient to be able to do that. Well said, Marcus. Marcus Bachman is my guest. Okay. We've got a couple of uh, things to to consider dealing with stress. Ready for them? Here's the first four that came in. Reading or memorizing Psalms. Oh. I love that. Yes. Yep. Meditating on that. Yep. Pondering God's word. Yep. Uh, yes. Good. I, 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 I'm in BSF, and this week, one of the 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 things that I've been really pondering is um, uh, when Jesus asks his disciples, and who do you say that I am? You know, what a question for me to answer. Yeah. Jesus, who who do do I say that you are? You're mm-hmm. the Redeemer. Mm-hmm. You're my Savior. And that reduces so much of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Lovely. A couple of other ones. Uh, going for a walk outside to get the sunlight. That's fantastic. You uh, already mentioned that. Uh, Doing... you, you know, I, I sometimes write on a prescription pad. It's a make-believe prescription pad. And I just write on there, if they're, especially if they have seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, yeah. I just write down Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and if they that. can't afford that, you know, go to the Arboretum and, you know, yeah. they can they can at least yeah. be in a warm place. Doing something for someone else. Ah. A lovely idea. Lovely. And yes. my current favorite is ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for the vegetables. <laughs> right, you know? right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. I had my granddaughter the other day. We had uh, vegetables and she dipped it in her uh, McDonald's ice cream cone. Nice, so, yeah. nice. There's another one, Marcus. I have... PTSD from many, many years of trauma. My mm. Christian counselor 
has had me refocus my mind and pray. She has me listen to worship music. Oh, boy. Your listeners have some great principled, wise ideas. Yep. Worship, I just told one of my clients today, um, you, you know, is, and that's that's the beauty of Christian radio, to be able to listen and, and, and be in a worshipful environment. So your eyes are no longer or as much on you and your problems. Your eyes are elsewhere. Mm-hmm. How about this one? Meeting and praying with my men's group. Ah, I love men's Fellowship, groups. accountability, it's yes. all working. That's right. You know, but if you're overwhelmed and stressed out, it might be a hard step to take. You know? and I, I, I won't minimize that. I, no. I think that's a courageous thing to do. Yeah. And and I think that those of us that are in men's groups and someone new comes, you know, we need to be really careful. This isn't just a select group. This is really, it's our responsibility to make sure we give the message. I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for coming today. Appreciate the fact that you came, especially if someone comes across as, you know, holding back. Um, we just, we have a responsibility to give and show the love of Christ to that person. They might have considered going to this meeting all day. All day. Oh, for weeks, if not months. Yeah. And the fact they're finally there, if they're not welcomed with loving open arms. Oh. Um, they they might freak out a little bit. So let's just be let's be gushy in that department. And that includes coming to church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I think we can so easily get caught up, and I do it myself. I I know I have I have some great friends there. I meet them in the lobby, and I think this is this is fun. We get to catch up, and I'm not observing as much. Who might be new in the church? Who might be standing alone? Why don't I just go up and say, hey, you know, we got a coffee bar. You want to get yeah. a cup of coffee? Simple. It's so simple. Yeah. And they're there, right? Yes. And and all they can say is, no, thank you. But um, I don't have time today, but maybe some other time, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Nothing is lost and possibly everything is gained. Yes. Because their experience might be, well, I went to this church and no one talked to me. Mm. You know, and I, of course, you you can always say, well, did you try to talk to anybody? You know, I, I'm not. Always it works to, both ways. It does work it? both ways. But I would say, if you're new in a church, I my prayer would be that church people would yes. observe a new face, and they would definitely go out and say, "I don't think I recognize you." Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Bill, one this this again is going to sound very simplistic. There are times when I I I come into church and I I realize, okay, I need to get the focus off of whatever I had in my mind. And as I'm as driving to church, I I pray that prayer. But when I walk into church, I ask God, give me an opportunity to witness, give me an opportunity to uh, share the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless, of course, I get caught up with my own self, which is <laughs> <laughs> I can't picture that happening. <laughs> that's, a, that's humanity. Yeah. <laughs> And Bridget said, amen to the first timer. The most important person at, at any church or meeting or Bible study is the newcomer. Oh, yeah. Amen to that. All right. Yes. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. If you have a question or maybe you have a recommendation as to how you deal with stress, what do you do when anxiety comes along? I've got some great suggestions from listeners. I'm writing them all down. So let me know if you've got a great idea, 877-933-2484. If you have a question about a relationship or your stress or anxiety, you can ask it anonymously. Send that question to the same number, 877-933-2484. 
I am having a fantastic hour with my friend, Dr. Marcus Bachman. We are talking about our everyday stress and anxiety and had some great, great um, examples of how you deal with your stress and anxiety. So thank you for that. Uh, another one just came in. Just be present. Ask God what I need to do in the moment. Mm. I think that's pretty insightful wisdom, Marcus. I mean, it's like yes. it's it's right now the, is the moment. Yeah, that I am feeling this this anxiety. Well, and and Jesus speaks to us, and in the moment, if we hear His voice, which we're all able to do, mm-hmm. there's no one in our audience that is uh, incapable of hearing the voice. Uh, and Jesus speaks to us in so often a tender way, a loving way, and in that, in that, um, the reduction of stress, the encouragement to our soul happens. Mm-hmm. I love listeners that will send me this message with this creative and beautiful image. This listener said, I try to wrap all my worries in a beautiful wrapped gift box with a bow, and I just send it to the Lord. And not to forget, the Lord wants us to have joy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I like the person that will take kind of a different twist to that and write down what they're worried about. Putting it on paper actually has powerful. And then burning that piece of paper mm. and saying, I goodbye. no longer want to be a part of this. Yeah, goodbye. It doesn't mean that they're all gone, but it does. There's, there, there's, there's something in, in, a, in a ritual like that that can have a real impact. It's symbolic. Yeah. Some great scripture references. Um, This piece of wisdom is just like Philippians 4. Just ask God for the help. Tell him what you're anxious about. Then like 1 Peter, cast it all on Jesus. Mm. Powerful. Yes. I love it. These, these, uh, our listeners here are filled with very practical and deep understanding. Yep. But, you know, I don't want to take away from the fact also, you know, we can do all the right things, Bill. We can pray all the right prayers. We can sincerely, and we can still have um, uh, being stuck with a, emotional um, impairment. Thank you for what, saying that. Re- depression it, or anxiety. Thank you and, for saying and that. I, and, I, and I don't want to minimize the effectiveness of antidepressants and anti-anxiety. And that doesn't mean that it has to be long-term. It can it can be just for you know a short few months, um, and that can get us to a better place for us to have the strength and the um, coping abilities at that point. Because sometimes we get so low, so so low, um, that it's really hard for us to be uh, in a place where we can um, do better on our own mm-hmm. with God's help. Mm-hmm. Do you find in your counseling practice, and this is just. A curiosity question coming from me, which you don't have to answer. But if people wake up at two in the morning or three in the morning and have trouble getting back to sleep, do you sometimes hear that people say some of my darkest thoughts happen in the middle of the night? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. So I think that's when I get mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's 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 usually a, a mind that's hard to shut off. You know, sometimes people are so exhausted by having that kind of a pattern that they fall asleep, but then it hasn't been taken care of for them. There mm-hmm. is, you know, and, and we can talk about that from, you know, is that the enemy uh, at work and causing us or is it just an active mind right. or, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it. Yeah. But yes, that definitely uh, happens. Because I'm sure there's some anxiety you're feeling about, oh, no, don't tell me it's 2.20 in the morning. I got to get back to sleep. 
and that becomes anxiety producing. Oh, of course it does because yeah. you put a deadline on yourself. I got to be back to sleep I, in the next 20 minutes. Good luck with that. Because you can't pursue sleep. It's got to pursue you. I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. Because, no, no. But because I, you've I, done that. I've done that. I, the self-talk is there, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, one of the things that I do is I, I either turn on some worship music or, nice. um, you know, uh, yeah, I just, I try to um, uh, allow myself whatever time, whether I whether I get to sleep in 20 minutes or two hours or not, I'm releasing it to you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. If you have trouble getting to sleep, back to sleep, all you have to do is get the Faith Radio app and then play <laughs> Afternoons with Bill. I'll put you back to sleep. I was thinking that or doing your taxes, you know, getting up. Yeah. <laughs> Although that could really produce some yeah, stress. That, yeah. oh, forget that idea. Not a good idea. Yeah, but I suppose it's pr- probably good to have a little list of anxiety-reducing activity if you do wake up in the middle of the night and feel anxious, right? You know, and and having a, a pad of paper and pen just to be able to what write some, some of your thoughts down. What, yeah. what am I concerned about? Let me let me at least release it on paper. Mm-hmm. That can do something. So you're turning a light I, on then. Maybe. I would, well, you know what? You can. You, you could if you wanted to um, just write in the dark. But, you know, even if you just do that, it, it doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. Shut the light back off then. Yeah. Do you find that you, when you start getting into a, a spirit of praying at, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night, does that help calm you? Does that help get, drift you back to sleep? Well, I love the whole acts uh, approach toward prayer. And usually it gets my mind off of if I'm doing adoration and confession and then I'm, I'm you know, doing the Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a whole list of things that I keep thanking God for in my yeah, life. That's so smart. And, and, I, and I, after a while I get tired. <laughs> Because yeah. it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Because you know? your mind is looking for that next thing you're thankful for. That's and, right. And then this you're thankful for. And then this you're thankful for. That's so right. your, your mind's work. It's like counting sheep almost, isn't it? It's close to it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another listener said, you can start praying for others and missionaries around the world. Oh, isn't, that, isn't that great? Isn't That's that wonderful? Because, response. again, it puts our, our mind uh, away from ourselves. And, you know... There is always someone in a situation that's worse off, that has a harder, harder life. And that kind of brings us in a balance of being thankful for who we are and what we have. And it puts our eyes and asks uh, Jesus to um, minister to the needs of others. And you do that long enough, uh, you know, fall, it's, it's okay to fall asleep while you're praying. No, I'm, I'm with you on that completely. So... Um, Marcus, I know this is really a big topic, and I, I always appreciate your perspective, and you you're always bring to the table so much wisdom and, and Christ-centered, biblically-centered answers. So thank you for letting me trust you and having you on the show all the time, because I think you're just such a wise counselor and a wise man and a good man. Now, did someone uh, send that in? Was that my wife? That was your wife. Yeah, she sent oh, yeah. it over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michelle, thank you for that. I yeah, appreciate that. It came yes. with a $50 Starbucks gift card. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> she said. Okay, this is time. This is time. She said, if you don't say it, I won't activate the number. <laughs> oh, she's a wise woman. I know. I know. I know. All right. So thank you for spending time with me today. Uh, Bill is always, you know, we talk about some tough subjects, yeah, we but do. we have we have a time of actually, uh, and and that if we haven't forgotten it, humor, uh, never making fun out of somebody else, but there is a lot 
of um, humor that we can utilize to bring about the reduction of anxiety and stress in our life. Yeah, laughter proves our humanity. Yes. You know, we we can laugh and we laugh at yourself a little bit. You yes. Know, if you make jokes about yourself every once in a while, yep. you, I promise you'll never run out of material. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I should say that's what I've discovered. But I, you live a stress-free free life. Oh, no, I, I, have a stress, I have a stressful life at times, but I, I'm do, sure you I do. do have outlets for venting. We, we need outlets, and I that's the right word for it. Great outlets for venting. Yes. Yeah, I have friends yeah. that make me laugh yeah. instantly. There's, 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 there's a bucket full of ways we can do this, and it's up to us to discover which one's work better for us and uh, let's be accountable to, to utilizing that. Yeah. Dr. Marcus Bachman has been my guest. You can go to counselingcare.us. That's counselingcare.us. That's our show for today. Thank you so much. I want to appreciate the the guys who showed up for Guide Talk and all of your great questions. I know there are some we didn't get answered, but we'll work on that next time on Guide Talk and then a full hour with Dr. Marcus Bachman. Again, counselingcare.us is his address and thank you so much for spending time with me i hope you've had a great night a great time and a great night tonight i'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening programming like this is made available through your support information available at myfaithradio.com